Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or parksmotorsales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, the 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM, Columbia. Oh, it's unbelievable, ladies and gentlemen. Live performance medicine grand opening here, beautiful West Knoxville. Uh, Let's see, the easiest place to tell you where I'm directly across from the uh, Calhoun's location, Kingston Pike, Pellissippi Parkway, directly across kingston pike from them you couldn't miss us if you tried it's absolutely an outstanding day to be alive and well with you and the staff is here to meet and greet and the great dr rogers is going to join us and i want to thank the crew here because it was a team effort getting me started today they've they've gotten to see inside my disheveled world and i've been asked a couple of times where's your orange and i just i don't know i've like fallen down on the job today John Adams is under the weather, 
In fact, uh, the great uh, Dr. Rogers, being the beautiful guy that he is, is visiting with him on the phone right now. And um, so there you have it. But uh, John says that he's got that respiratory stuff that's going around, and boy, is it, in East Tennessee today. TGMD is joining us from Parts Unknown. And uh, Jamie Chadwell going to join us later on today, who's now up at Liberty. You know, Jamie is a guy from up in Anderson County who's a real rising star in the coaching profession. And he's going to join us here in about a half hour or so. Yesterday, we got going into a conversation uh, regarding Tennessee's rivals and who they are and rivalries and that sort of thing. And uh, a gentleman called the program yesterday, and, you know, Sean Sinclair, who's a happy patient here of Dr. Rogers, uh, and was talking about, in fact, this very location. Sean's been out here before, but Sean was... uh, uh, yesterday, he was taken the task over on our uh, T-mail today by a, a gentleman. Let me bring Matt Dixon in here. Sean said yesterday, Matt, on here, I don't want to um, misrepresent what he said, but we were talking about rivalries for the Vols, and we were talking about rivalries in different sports and whether or not Kentucky's a rival. In football, Kentucky's probably not a rival. Is that right, Matt Dixon? Are we Are we sort of on the same page there? Uh, I I'd probably consider them a rival just because you play you play them every year and you're you know you're you border each other and the I the, I think the fans probably view it as as sort of a rivalry so I'd pro- I'd probably link to it being a rivalry but it's it's like fourth or fifth on the list. So we had a guy Snapper yesterday in in Middlesbrough who was listening to program and Snapper I appreciate you being there but Snapper in Middlesbrough said. He said, I hear, heard Dr. Sinclair say something about Tennessee not being a rival to Kentucky in basketball. He said, I think Dr. Sinclair needs to get out more. The Vols are simply the winningest basketball team in the SEC over the past eight seasons. If that isn't enough to convince you, Tennessee or Kentucky are 10-10 and 10 against each other in their last 20 games. Brian Hartman, is he misrepresenting? Is he misrepresenting what Cinco said off the top here before we get into our topic at hand? I just want to get this out of the way real quick. I I think he there's there's room for misunderstanding, but it did sound like Sean didn't think much of the he it sounded like from a Kentucky perspective he didn't think they thought of Tennessee as a rival. But I actually kind of disagree. I, I think Kentucky fans think of Tennessee Louisville and Duke as their chief basketball rivals. I wonder what the great Dustin Milhorn thinks of all this. Shout out Dustin Milhorn today. Much love to you. Dustin Milhorn. I, I just wonder what he has to say. Perhaps he'll perhaps he'll chime in uh, at some point today. Matt Dixon, do you believe Kentucky believes that Tennessee basketball is a rivalry of theirs? Yeah, I think they do. Yeah, I, I think I, I absolutely think they do. Um, maybe maybe they view it similar to how Tennessee does Kentucky in football, but I mean it's not quite that because Tennessee does beat them a lot more in, in basketball. But no, I, I I would assume that they consider it a rivalry. Absolutely. So Brian Hartman brought this Did up. You, say, you said Snapper in Middlesbrough. Yes, yeah, Snapper in Middlesbrough. Yep. 
Sounds like somebody I want to meet. Well, I agree with that. And he's a Tennessee fan living in Middlesbrough. Uh, and he said, you know, look, I'm surrounded by these people. And in the last, I mean, he had all the numbers. In the last 20 games, we're 10 and 10 with them. Um, and we've done more than them. Uh, and we and he and he also talked about. I think he talked about that game down in Nashville, which was kind of a costly loss uh, for Kentucky. At any rate, the reason we ask that is Tennessee and South Carolina are getting ready to play their final game of an every year affair. And I'll ask the Living Vol fan today. And if if there are uh, South Carolina fans listening to us, do you consider this game to be a rivalry football game? Is the South Carolina game a rivalry game? Today I was talking with a a gentleman who heard our conversation yesterday. and We were trading notes on some things. He helps me out with uh, some information from time to time. I help him. But we were going back and forth, and he said, Tony, you know, he said, I want you to think about this, but in the Southeastern Conference, if there's passion behind a game, that's a rivalry. He said, I don't know what you guys were getting at. You could almost make a case that these games you play every year almost have to be rivalries. He said, you guys were saying that uh, Florida does not consider Tennessee a rivalry. He said, how else do you explain how jacked up that stadium was last week if that game's not a rivalry game? He said, Florida fans are not going to be that way for most other games. They were totally keyed up last week. Is he right or wrong, Matt? In, in that sense, he's right, because that, that is one of those few kind of kind of peak games for a crowd. Um, and I, I'd like Saturday will be for Tennessee and Nealon. Well, uh, kind of be the same way. I, I don't necessarily consider it a rivalry, but I do think it's a. I don't know. I don't know what word I would use to describe it. It's it's like that that Ole Miss game was two years ago. Um, it's just one of those games that, for whatever reason, the circumstances that that specific year, it's a game that everybody has circled, even though the two teams aren't necessarily a, an annual rivalry. It's a really, really big game that particular year. Um, and you get one or two of these types of games at home a, a year, I, I think. Um, but I, I don't know. It, I don't, it's just, it all comes down to what you think a rivalry is and how we want to define that. But at, at the end of the day, it's, it's a game between two passionate fan bases, and it's just a whole lot of fun, regardless of whether it's a rivalry or not. Well, the, and, and the thing is, this game, at the end of the day, this game's meaningful. You know, Florida doesn't get to play Georgia at home at all. They have to play them in Jacksonville, so they can't. I think they'd get just as geeked up if they could do that, but they don't ever get it. But they can't. Yeah. But they can't, Brian. That's the point. Yeah, that's all I had to add there. I'm eating. I'm eating, Brian. Don't, don't, you know, don't interrupt me while I'm eating. But, um, <laughs> no, that's, I, I mean, that, I, I that's a rivalry. Um, Easily, uh, you know, that team can only have so many like rivals, and I do, I do think that they can kind of come and go. You know, we've talked about um, Auburn and Tennessee were kind of kind of rivals there when they they played annually. They had some yep. some really important games. Uh, Ole Miss even be- back before then, 
Yeah. Um, some people kind of viewed it as a rivalry type game. Um, so like they can kind of come and go. So, but you know, it, it's, I mean, all, at the end of the day, it's still, it's just fun. It's, it's, it's college football. It's the passion that that's what makes college football great is you can have these atmospheres like this Saturday that you'll never see at, during pro games. Um, as, and it's just kind of one of those unique deals where you can just, Hopefully, you can kind of just avalanche somebody, and a, 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 you know, kind of like Tennessee going down to Georgia last year, where you you walk into a place and you can kind of tell early on that your team has almost no chance of winning. That's right, that's right, and I, I think this conversation is worth having because I think it points to the fact that you know this league is just special. Today when I was talking to my buddy and he said, look, Tony, when there's when there's passion around a game and people are keyed up, I mean, I don't know what you guys, that's a rivalry. I mean, that's, you guys can try to act like, I mean, he said South Carolina kept us from the playoff last year. And that's the bottom line. And one of the more, he, and he went on to say, one of the more memorable games of the past 10 years is that weird Saturday night game over there when Dobbs led the Vols back. He said, you guys can't deny that. He said, and then you have that Steve Tannehill game back in the early 90s that people still talk about after South Carolina beat Tennessee. I guess that was a year that it kind of fell in on Johnny Majors here. And so I guess I say all that to say it's easy to poo-poo the South Carolina game because it's been sort of one-sided. But, man, this is a fun week. And the South Carolina game Saturday night will be very, very fun in Neyland Stadium. It's not really been one-sided, though. They've all been really competitive games for the most part. And a lot, a lot of upsets where, the, I guess, the, the favorite team does get beat. It hasn't been one-sided until about 2008 when Tennessee really slipped, and then they got good. And it's been sort of even ever since. And then, and then Laura today, you know, we were – talking before coming over here to performance medicine's grand opening come here ben i want to hug you come here come here come here man come here your dad's indisposed right now talking to the great john adams and, and i'll tell you how uh, thank you ben for having us here ben oh Rogers, thank you my thank man. you dude we're love, so love you brother i love you too man thank you so much for being here thank you this is uh our pleasure we're uh, happy to host the great Tony Basilio on this Thursday. You're great. One of us afternoon. is great. You're a like all American tennis player, athlete, that sort of thing. Uh, long, Keeping yourself in great condition. You still play tennis? Uh, not as much as I used to. Um, I play a lot more pickleball now. Uh, I know we got some my pickle, pickleball fans in the, love, in the audience. Okay, my son went up the other night and lined the tennis court near us. Yep. And put the pickleball stuff down. Like that's hit what him and his friends do now. Yeah, yeah. It's, Why? It's such a great game. What like, is this about? One of my good friends is really into it. Well, it's really competitive, and I feel like you can get a good game with just about anybody. Right. So it's very, um, it's inclusive. Uh, you can pick up games wherever you go. Yeah. And uh, all my friends play, so it's a really social thing for me. So like the Smoky Mountain uh, Tennis Academy thing over here, yeah, yeah. they've almost switched. I'm not going to speak for them, but yeah. I heard that the other day that they're. Uh, they're big time into the whole. It, well, it's really. 
everybody's doing it. As a tennis player, I do wonder if is it going like is it going to help tennis or is it going to hurt tennis? Yeah. Um, but the relationship between the two sports is really interesting, and you're you know at the country clubs, at the racket clubs, yeah. at the academies, there's definitely a crossover where you know you have your tennis guys, and then you're getting you're also having pickleball lessons. Yeah. And, uh, pickleball clinics and stuff like that. I'm a huge fan of it. I'm a, I'm a really big advocate. I think it's going to help tennis. Um, it's great. I, there's a lot of pro tennis players who are moving over into pickleball, pro pickleball, which is neat. I watch it. Um, there's there's a definitely a pickleball tennis rivalry going on. There is. There is. And, and I'm hoping that they'll you know lift each other up. Uh, you know, being a tennis player, I, I'm, I'm always for tennis. It's really shocking that in America we could be like, tribal with something and have like uh pickleball or uh tennis you got to choose like we're we're we fight about everything yep so we're just talking about rivalries you know and um your pop here and everything you guys have done you guys have sort of a rivalry with the way medicine's been practiced in our country your dad had enough absolutely tell us about performance medicine how it all came about and how you guys continue to grow like a weed? No, I'm, I'm so glad you're you're bringing this up. And you know, one thing that we're we've been trying to do for the last 16 years is kind of uh, change the way medicine and healthcare is delivered. Uh, one of our mottos is is take out the middleman. As most people know, we don't take insurance. And you know, again, there's there's places for it. We advocate uh, everyone should have health insurance. It's not that. Uh, but in terms of staying healthy and everyday type stuff, um, it's really bringing down the the private medical practices. Uh, we think it's hurting healthcare. Um, but but yeah, we, it's it's been a a really fun ride, and you know we we try the best we can to keep people healthy. And um, medicine's a, a really interesting uh, environment right now. So. I'll tell you how tired I am. I, I handed my phone to your pop, the good doctor, Dr. Rogers, and he was talking to John Adams. I opened the show. This is how disheveled and goofy I am today, okay? Okay. I opened the show, and I'm going, okay. I'm looking for my texts, which were Brian's texting me on this phone, you know, what's going on with the program, this, that, and the other. Get a break, whatever it is. And um, I had totally forgotten where my telephone was. <laughs> So, look forward to you. Look forward to getting old, man. One day, it's a lot of fun. Um, truthfully, though, tell us about this grand opening and what you guys are looking to do. This space is beautiful. You have a big space here. Yep. Yep. You have great neighbors around you. I've noticed that your neighbors were coming out. It's very community feel here. Uh, I'm so excited about this new location. Uh, you know, uh, many of you guys know we've been in Knoxville for around 13, 14 years, um, and this was this has been our first move. We're, we about tripled in size. Uh, this uh, new place is uh, around 3,000 square feet, and uh, we're absolutely loving it. The team here is excited. We've got just uh, the best provider in Robin Riddle. She runs the show here, and uh, such a great staff. April, who uh, runs the upfront here, she's been with us for 13, 14 years. She's been with us since day one. Uh, we've got Montana, our wonderful RN. Uh, it's just been. We got Jasmine, our esthetician. It's just such a a beautiful place to be. We're so excited about uh, what we're doing here in West Knoxville. 
um, and hoping we can help out as many people as we can. And we got you know we got a great pharmacy right next door in Heartland Apothecary. Uh, we've got Black Dog Fitness. We've got Vital Signs. It's just a great place, I think, for health in, in general over here in 9949 Kingston Pike. It's a great place for health unless, you know, you're like me and you're son of verse. But appreciate you taking care of me today <laughs> there, brother. You know? Yeah. You know, I'm a, hey, I'm going to be thinking about you Saturday afternoon when I'm... I'm feeling the heat on my face. I put you right in the sun. You know we're big fans of getting your vitamin D in, right? <laughs> yeah, apparently. You, you know, it, apparently. We have a sign. We're, we're uh, take vitamin D. Everybody, everybody, be honest. Take vitamin D. Supplement with it. Ben, I greatly appreciate you. Our three biggest rivals in football to you are Georgia, Florida, Alabama. Three biggest rivals in basketball are Kentucky. Florida, Memphis. Three biggest rivals in uh, tennis are Georgia, yes. Florida, yes. South Carolina. Have you ever heard a Woody story about a couple years ago being down at Georgia? Which one? With the football coach Kirby Dumb. No. <laughs> Matt's laughing. So Kirby Dom, so they're playing, and Kirby. Matt, can, 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 I, can I give a quick shout out to Chris Woodruff, the whole crew over there? I love, the, I love him. Tennessee tennis. I love uh, him. Huge shout out to the boys over him. there. That's can we just guy. say, Tennessee tennis, right man? There. Those are that's a that's top my boy right there. That's a top five program for the last, you know, at least five years. Yeah. I want to say, ever since I quit playing, we've been a top five program. <laughs> ever, that's sort of that's sort of what e happens. Ever since I yeah, uh, graduated, uh, yeah. all of a sudden we're 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 a top five program, and maybe that was my contribution. Well, I've been with some radio stations. You know, back in the day, they let me go, and their numbers took off. So <laughs> I don't I don't know how that works, but um, don't pretend to know how that works. So Woody, they're playing down. Hey Matt, tell the story because I'm going to bungle this. Matt loves the story because it's 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 hilarious. Yeah, they're, they're playing down in Georgia, and I think I, I think Kirby's Kirby Smart's wife played tennis there or something. But e either way, he was there watching it, eating popcorn, and I guess Woodruff looked up and kind of was uh, I guess staring at him to make sure that's who it was. And I can't remember what Kirby said. Yelled something at him about. You know what? You know, coach your team. What are you looking at? How it went. Yeah, he goes. He goes. What are you looking at, man? Coach yeah. your team. <laughs> Just, and what nowhere. he and and what he told us on the air. I said, "What did you say?" He said, "Man, I bowed up on him. <laughs> Not looking at anything." Hey, pe people don't realize how intense these college tennis matches get, especially between Tennessee love, and Georgia. Yes, uh, at Georgia in Athens, there's, uh, in my opinion, there's no. Uh, better place to play, um, even you know, as the as the opponents is super yeah. fun. You know, I'm looking forward to the football this weekend. Actually, shout out Mariano. Mariano, I, Mariano. I know, I know Mariano. Mariano, my guy, shout out Mariano. Mariano, I know you're listening We've over there, Mariano. Full circle. I've got a family <laughs> member sitting here. We've come full circle, Mariano. Uh, I hope we're making him smile right now. I hope he's having a wonderful morning. We, we love you, Jeff Murr. In the meantime, <laughs> i got to get a brief timeout. We're going to come back. Jamie Chadwell is going to join us, head football coach over at Liberty. Started um, his career at Anderson County.
That's where he's from. And he's now a rising star. And, Matt, you love this guy's offense, do you not? This guy's a lot of fun. And he's got a former Vol over there, uh, a kid that we never got a chance to see in Caden Salter, a quarterback, who when they roll out there on the field, I mean, they take no prisoners on people, Dixon. Oh, yeah, they're a whole lot of fun to watch. Um, unique unique offense with a lot of, I don't know, it's just unique, a lot of triple option stuff in it, and just a lot of, it's they're just a whole lot of fun to watch like those coastal teams were, and he's got yep. got Caden Salter, who we all know is a really talented quarterback, and they're taking advantage of kind of a weak schedule right now and, and really putting it on some people. They're a gambler's dream, man, because it doesn't matter how high you set the line, Jamie Chadwell, I mean, he just gets started on you, and they just keep coming and coming and coming. They just keep, I mean, they just hammer people. Ben, you're my man. Um, Can I just say one more I thing, I love Tony? your family. I love you. I love your family. We're going to put the good doctor on here in a little. I just love you guys, man. I am a fan of the show. I'm a fan of you, and you're my man. I love you. Well, no, you don't understand. Like, you have no idea how much you guys mean to me. Like, when I came here and he did that. Heart panel, yeah, Cleveland heart test on me. I mean, you, you, you kept me from that. I mean, <laughs> you, you, have, you have no, you have no. I mean, you, you guys just have. Look, here's the thing I say about performance medicine: don't stay sick, stay well. That's what they help you do in all facets. Whether it's functional medicine, you know that you're used to the hormone replacement whether it's comprehensive uh, weight loss, whether it's helping you with your nutrition. If you're an adult ADHD person, uh, no matter what it is, you used the word earlier, you're esthetician. I don't even know what that is. Keeping you looking good, man. You got to take care of the skin. I could use, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to need an esthetician. After this program, so yeah. I'm baking like a I'm baking like a potato out here, <laughs> like an Italian potato. As we come back on the other side after this, this is Terry Wilcox, aka the Chicken Man, aka T Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert! Alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224.
In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hey, hun, did you see this Oktoberfest at Riverside Park in Columbia? A what fest? Oktoberfest, Friday, September 29th at 6 p.m. An Oktoberfest in September? It's a fundraiser for Room in the Inn of Murray County. There's even a wiener race. A wiener schnitzel race? No wiener dogs. There's food, live music, beer, and even keg roll. Beer? Yeah, local craft beer tastings. Sounds fun. Hi, men. Where do we get tickets? At the gate or on the web at roominthein.co. I got our favorite grocer on the line, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's a nice day out there. It's not too hot, but uh, I know the deals are hot at Foodland. Oh, yeah, they're great here at Foodland. This week, we actually have two different sales going on. The one that runs all through the week includes T-bone steaks, four ninety nine a pound, whole boneless pork loins, two thirty nine a pound, iceberg lettuce, two for three, Heinz ketchup, two for six, Heinz mustard, two for five. But we also have a $5 Friday sale happening only Friday, and that includes ribeye steaks, $5 each, DiGiorno frozen pizzas, $5 each, and 15-pound bag of potatoes, $5 each. Wow, great deals right there. And like you said, you can get the Friday only, or you can get the whole week going there. So, again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., very convenient. Miles, thank you, as always. Uh, you got some great deals. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles.
is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Kicking it live with you on a Thursday, ladies and germs, making it happen. Tony Basilio, Performance Medicine's brand new location here. Beautiful West Knoxville. I'm just going to give you as like a marker here. We are Caddy Corner almost directly across Kingston Pike from our friends over at Calhoun's, where we'll be tomorrow. Calhoun's on the river. We'll be out there tomorrow. But uh, today we're here kicking it with my friends at their grand opening. And I love performance medicine. You just heard Ben a little while ago. And they basically are changing the game uh, in in medicine. And the way uh, they just want to take care of you and care for you. And they treat you just like family here. And I love this place. Uh, Before we get to uh, Jamie Chadwell, who will join, um, i got to say to you, and by the way, if you want to get in the mix and in the hunt with us, 865-200-5402, Chris Lowe wrote a really, really, really great, great story, great story, great, not good, great story regarding college football's ultimate party crasher this is from the 1998 season and matt and brian if you guys had a chance to look at this story over at espn that i sent you guys as part of show prep this morning regarding jr green have you guys seen this he is a uh he not only crashed the college football game he sort of crashed a hollywood ball thing with some other celebrities yeah this guy is um so he yeah, he doesn't th- limit himself to college football. No, this guy is one of these people that's not afraid, and you know, I, I sort of have his deal when I go on the road. Um, if you act like you belong somewhere, you can get in anywhere. I mean, the the, the it's like the art of blending in, basically, is what this guy did. So. Let me put this in perspective for you. Chris wrote the story. It's a great story. Bino's cousin is quoted in this story. I sent it to Bino today. I sent it to a bunch of people. I sent it to my guys here because I wanted to talk about it today. And I wanted to ask you about a time where you got into something that you didn't belong. You either snuck into something. We'll talk about it later on. You either snuck into something, maybe a show, a concert a place you didn't belong, Um, and I want you to think about that because we're going to talk about that next hour as well as kick around several of our sports topics. The truth is, if you act like you belong somewhere, you can get pretty much anywhere you want to go. I have a friend, the great late, great Doug Anderson, who passed away several years ago, who Many of you, when I say that name, are going to smile. John Adams would smile if uh, he were here with me right now, but he's under the weather. But John knew Doug. Doug was an autograph chaser. And so when uh, major concerts or events would occur, Doug would always park, camp, you know, go somewhere where he knew the performers were going to be. He knew the game. He knew where the, the back side of venues were, where these people came and came and went. All the things that we don't see. But people that chase autographs, that's what they do. And so while Doug was alive, he got 
I think he got three of the Beatles, uh, one of whom doesn't sign for anybody, but or maybe it was two of the Beatles. At any rate, Doug was down in Memphis one night. The Rolling Stones were playing an event down there. I think it was the old Mid-South Coliseum when that was still going. And Doug had gotten word that Ron Wood and Keith Richards were playing this, like, blues club, deep blues club, like Chitlin Circuit level, back in the day, blues club. Like, Doug somehow, and it was a private event, Doug somehow talked his way into this deal and ended up sitting at Keith Richards' table while Keith Keith was getting up and performing with this band, but he'd come back, you know, drink a little, smoke a little, whatever Keith Richards is doing. This is like probably 2002, something like that. And Keith Richards looks over at him in that accent and says, Criminy, what are you, who are you? Basically, I don't do accents. And Anderson says, I'm, I'm just a fan of yours, man. And he goes, you're going to get me kicked out of here? And he said, Keith Richards looks at him and goes, pour the lad a drink. He goes, this guy's got some stones. Pour the lad a drink. And he basically hung out with Keith Keith Richards that night. He just went in there to see him. The moral of the story is, is that if you act like you've been there and done that, J.R. Green, Chris Lowe writes about this today over at ESPN.com, 25th anniversary of the 98 National Championship team. This story till today has never been told. At the time, Green was a 24-year-old graduate student working on his MBA. uh, And J.R. Green was out there for the game. And J.R. Green, uh, back then was known as the Big Orange Tux Guy. A phrase he repeated over and over, Chris Lowe said, to finagle his way onto the stage to sing Rocky Top with a band before a game. Also got himself onto ESPN College Game Day set. And then, as Chris Lowe writes, in a Ferris Bueller-like odyssey that sounds like a fairy tale, got himself into the tunnel before Tennessee ran out onto the field in Tempe. In fact, if you go back and look at the video, he leads the football team, Philip Fulmer and everybody, onto the field. He did not belong there. He had no business. He has much business being there as I did. And he ran onto the field, ran through the tee, did the whole thing, running out of the tunnel in Tempe, Arizona. And Philip Fulmer said about it, he said, uh, no fairy tale. He said, that guy was there. He wasn't supposed to be there, but he was there. I'm still not sure how he pulled it off. Now, that's legendary stuff, right? But we've all, we've all in our own way, we've all snuck into things. We've all gotten into places that we didn't belong. And in this story, this guy goes on to talk about how he's, he's sitting there and he's on the field And he's just like, somebody walks up to him with Tennessee's party and they say, who are you? And he says, I'm the orange tux guy. 
And he says, at that point, I knew they were going to throw me out. And I, I was worried that I was going to get thrown in jail and not get to watch my team play for a national championship. But at this point, he's committed to the bit. I mean, he's on the field. And he had just gotten done with um, being in the middle of the college game day guys. And he talks about that whole account. Bino's cousin, uh, last name Pope, Robbie Pope, is quoted in the story. But this guy later on got past the screeners for The Price is Right and got to be a contestant on that show. Uh, in 2001, he introduced himself to Hugh Grant at a, at, at a Beverly Hill, Hills Hilton and followed him into the green room in the Glo- Golden Globes where he got to hang out with Dick Clark, Reese Witherspoon, Nicole Kidman, and Tom Cruise. The point is this. I'm convinced of this, right, in life. If you act like you belong somewhere, you belong somewhere. My son and I, there's a listener to the show who lives over in Charlotte, really wonderful guy, who sent us his tickets for four tickets for a Sunday night game featuring the Eagles and the Carolina Panthers. And that was when Carolina was great. Cam Newton was over there. That was their Super Bowl-level football team they had. We went over there, and um, my son's like, well, what are we going to do before the game? I said, we're going to go tailgating. He said, but we don't know anybody. And I said, that doesn't matter. We went to not one, not two. But three corporate hospitality tailgates, hung out, ate their food, drank beer with them, hobnobbed, got to know people, didn't have a bracelet, didn't know a soul. The bottom line is, if you sometimes if you ask, you know, the Stones have a song about this. You can't always get what you want, but if you try sometimes, you just might find you get what you need. And when I was a kid at Tennessee, REM, this was like 1987, played um, played the old uh, arena, Stokely. At that point, they had just moved into the basketball arena. They were still using Stokely for concerts. And, and I remember as a kid playing a flag football game, and this is just kind of how we rolled what we did, but I remember as a kid being there, um, and we had just played a flag football game. It's a true story. A guy says to me, hey, REM's playing in the arena tonight, and I was like, wow, that's cool. Now, at that time, I was semi-familiar with their music. I was more of a pop music listener. Now we play all their stuff uh, musically, and guitar players love R.E.M. because Peter Buck's phenomenal, and their sound's great, and just everything. Anyway, we go around the side door, and there's an usher back there, and we literally have our flag football stuff on. Like, we're just, obviously, we're not there for the concert. And we walk up, and he did it. We walk up to this guy, and Trent says to him, how about letting us in? The guy goes, you you guys have tickets? He said, no, we just played flag football over there. 
And the guy looked at us and he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to leave his door open. I'm going to walk away. You're going to wait about three or four minutes, and you, you guys walk through this door. You make a left. And you, he just told us how to get in. We did it. We went in and saw Ariane. We went and stood on the floor. There were a bunch of people standing. Um, of course, Michael Stipe got all kind of political. I remember the whole thing. I just remember the night. Um, I would encourage anybody to read that story from this guy. Now, let's think about this for a second. Is out there to watch the national championship, but somehow ended up just by having the chutzpah, as they say in certain parts of New York City, just by having the chutzpah to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm here. You only live one time. What are they going to do, throw me in jail? And he ran the Vols out onto the field. Now, Jamie Chadwell is going to join us momentarily. Um, Matt Dixon, think about how crazy that story is from that guy. Think about for a second how just absolutely nutty that story is. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, – yeah, I don't, I don't know how you can, can, can do that constantly and, and get into <laughs> past security like that. But what about the concept of – I'm here, and in his mind, he was. He told Chris Lowe in his mind, "There's a chance I might not see the national championship game. There's a there's a chance if I keep pushing this, I'm going to spend the night in in prison or in jail. You know, not prison, but in jail, and miss the one national championship of your lifetime. Yeah, and miss the one right. But at some point, like I always say, if you're going to do the bit, you got to commit to the bit." And there's something to be said for that guy committing to the bit that I greatly love. I'm for committing to the bit. So I'm going to ask you later on uh, in the second hour, in honor of that gentleman, um, what sorts of things you've had a chance to sneak into, be at, you were somewhere where kind of you didn't belong, but you, you know, you just weren't afraid to ask for the order. I just think there's a, there's kind of a magic in that, uh, not being afraid in life. And this guy could have gotten, you know, this guy could have gone to jail the night the Vols were playing for the national championship. And he was just like, you know what, I've got this tuxedo on. Chris Fowler took me under wings, which is kind of neat. Chris Fowler sort of uh, helped sneak the guy around a little bit. It's Chris Lowe wrote. It's a great story. It's like a little oral history piece. And in there, Bino's cousin, of course, Bino's cousin really goes for it as part of the story. But we're live at Performance Medicine today. They want you to perform at your best daily. Let's um, bring Coach Jamie Chadwell in here, a friend of the show. We talked to him back in the day, and we've kept up with him down through the years. But that COVID year, his football team was the story of college football that season. When they literally had a pickup game uh, with BYU, which was one of the nastiest football games I've ever seen in my life. But it was like a pickup football game, basically. Hey, look, you're looking for an opponent. We're looking for an opponent. 
Let's play this game. Anyway, Jamie's now over at Liberty, and they are going for it this season. And, Coach, I welcome you in against the backdrop. That Man, you guys are really fun to watch, and congratulations on your success at Liberty. Well, I appreciate it. It's always great to be back uh, on with you. I think most folks there in East Tennessee can understand how I talk, so that's, uh, that's a good thing. But uh, we, we are off to a good start. Tell me about, because I know you hated to leave where you were and everything that previous administration did for you, but when the Liberty opportunity came about, talk to me about how you decided to ultimately take that job. Well, it wasn't an easy one. There was a lot of, there was definitely a lot of uh, on your knees praying, you know, praying through each and every, uh, you know, the opportunity you have there. And, uh, Loved where we were at, loved where we lived, and been been on that part of the, of the coast of South Carolina for a long time. But uh, my faith's important to me and our family. Obviously, Liberty, uh, you know, we're a faith based institution, and so there's there's obviously a draw going into a conference for the first time ever at FBS. Uh, that was a draw as far as being a part of something that is a, a legacy builder, a foundation. You can be the very first person to do something somewhere. It was important. Uh, and just really the opportunity to have the access, you know, now with uh, we'll see what happens with the CFP, just thinking you had an opportunity from a resource standpoint and a financial commitment to try to be the best, um, you know, G5 team in the country, and that's what we're shooting for. And you put all those together, um, you know, that it was still obviously a challenging and a hard time decision-wise, but uh, knew the Lord wanted to bring us and our, and, our, and, our, and our staff and the people that came with me here to Liberty. College football coaches change so much since we were first visiting with each other. This transfer portal thing is madness. And, you know, at your level, it can be a curse or a blessing. How much of a concern was it in that transition that your roster was going to kind of get picked apart? Well, we did. You know, we had 50% uh, roster turnover between last, you know, December and the team that we're carrying now. Some guys gave us an opportunity through the spring and left. Some guys didn't even give us that opportunity. And I, I think that's expected. You try to, you try your best to get in there and, and, and hope that, um, you know, you can keep a good amount together, but it's unrealistic. You know, the challenge that you face is, uh, if, you know, if they're good players, people, people will start calling and, and saying, Hey, you need to leave. You got a new staff coming in. And that happened. And, uh, but that's where we're at now, you know, and I, and I think it's just understood that, you know, you gotta, you know, whoever, Whatever you inherit, it's not going to look that way after after the the spring semester, and, and it wasn't. So we we had to obviously work hard during the portal time to try to to bring in players that uh, for positions we lost, but also build build enough depth to where you can actually go out and play. You know that's that's to me is the biggest challenge trying to trying to find enough depth so you don't you know you have enough players at certain positions to go out and compete at a high level. So that's part of it. I knew when you took in the job that hey that's what that's just what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, you hope, you, you hope that first year, our first year here, you hope you, you hit on the right ones that believe in what you're about. And then that hopefully going forward don't mean you won't still be in the portal, but it doesn't have to be as much, you know, and that's hopefully that's our plan. Jamie Chadwell joining us. Um, the great Matt Dixon, who's on with us today, is a terrific admirer of your offense, which we'll get into here momentarily. But the guy that you have – uh, at the helm, uh, controlling the signals for you is a guy that whose name will be familiar to Tennessee Vol fans. And Caden Salter, tell me about 
his development and just him as a ball player and then the way he's grown as well uh, into the role that you have for him there? Well, I think, you know, from a talent standpoint, that he, he's, a, he's highly talented from running. He can really run. He's, he's a dual threat, and he, and he can really throw the ball. He can throw the country mile. The biggest challenge when we first got here was he needed to learn how to be a quarterback, and he needed to learn what that looks like consistently. And and it, through the spring, you know, he never really he never took a he never took a next step through the spring. But um, towards the end of it, uh, really this summer, he, he he really has has made a 180 as far as his maturation and what it looks like to be a quarterback as far as studying, as far as putting the time in and trying to be the leader that a team needs. You know, and and. As that's caught up with his talent, you're seeing, you know, how good he can be. He has scratched the surface of really how good he can be. Um, and every game he's gotten better, but, man, there's so much more there. And as he continues to mature, uh, and that, that maturity, that understanding how to play a quarterback catches up with that, that natural athletic ability he has, uh, you know, he's a, he can be a special, special player. But I give him credit because we told him you need, you will have to make some changes if you're going to try to be this quarterback. And to his credit, he has. Uh, and again, it's not been perfect. There's, there's, you know, he's, he's played well, but there's some things there he knows he's got to improve. But every week he's been hungry to do that. And it's been a pleasant surprise because if you'd asked me this in, in March of last year, I, I would have said, I don't know if that's who he is. And, and he's, to his credit, has done a good job. And, uh, we're obviously excited about having him. He's, he's been conference player of the week the last two weeks offensively and uh, has really done a good job of leading, you know, leading our offense. So you're telling me that despite putting up the amazing numbers that he has and the level he's playing at, there's still, there's still more for him there is what you're telling me. Well, yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a lot more. And, I, and I'm not saying he's at 50%. I'm not going, you know, he's, he's playing at a nice level, but there's so many things that, that it takes to be, a highly successful quarterback consistently week in to week out. And he's growing through that and understanding what that looks like, you know, throughout the week and also playing wise. And, um, and we're, we're, we want, we're winning some games, uh, right now because of some athleticism and some different things. As he continues to get that understanding the quarterback play matching with the talent he has, I mean, he's going to exponentially, he's going to increase. And we're excited about that. If we can get him there, our job is to get him there. And he's gotten every week. He's gotten better from the spring till now. Man, it's been a huge jump. But there's so much more there. And once he gets that, uh, you know, we watch out. You know, Jamie, it's interesting talking to you. And I've always loved down through the years discussing things with you because you're not afraid to, you know, engage in conversation with us. Tennessee's got a true freshman here in Nico that everybody wants to see. You know, one of these highly recruited five-star guys, and and then. You got a guy that's the starter that's he's okay. You know, he's okay. Um, and that puts pressure on these coaches, and yet it, they're still trying to grow the guy who's at that position. I had Watson Brown on here yesterday with me in our Wednesdays with Watson segment. Wednesdays, Watson said, you know, they're trying to get the guy for this season, they're still trying to get him seasoning. And so there's a balance there. Um, when you have one of those hotshot guys or when you have one of those really talented young guys, how tempting is it to flip a switch versus staying with, with what you know? Walk me through that from a coaching perspective. 
Well, I think you, you, what you battle there is you battle your short-term success for what's best long-term-wise, right? And so when you have a guy that is uber-talented and you know he's not quite ready uh, and maybe makes an unbelievable play, but the next play, you know, he should be going left and he's going right, whatever it may be. And you've got a guy that's, you know, steady, that's consistent. You wish he was maybe a little bit better. Um, you're always trying to figure out, all right, what gives us the best chan- chance to win this week? Why we bring the other guy along, you know, and and it and it's a hard balance because you're trying to win now. You owe your team. You want to win now, but also as a coach, you're thinking, all right, if I'm gonna, you know, decision wise, I've got to make the best decision to help us win, you know, ultimately a championship. And uh, the worst thing that you can do is one, put somebody out there when they're not quite ready, because then uh, if they're not and they make some mistakes, does that really wreck their confidence? Quarterbacks all about confidence and not looking over their shoulder. And I'm sure, you know, I've not obviously followed Tennessee much, but, you know, maybe I I know of the Nico. We know he's uber talented. Maybe, you know, through practice he's not quite where he needs to be, but also maybe they know, you know, hey, we got to make sure Joe feels completely confident in what he's doing. And that's a a fine line there. If a quarterback loses confidence, no matter how talented he is, um, it wrecks him. Yeah, and then you have the the fans on you and, you know, the, the whole thing. Matt Dixon, jump in here. And then Brian Hartman's got a question for you, but the great Jamie Chadwell taking a few for us. He is absolutely the pride of East Tennessee and Harrison County, and he is, uh, boy, he's really making good and off to a great start over at Liberty. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, Coach, with the new clock rules with, I guess, longer timeouts and fewer plays, does that affect how you call a game, or, or does that how does that affect coaches' um, in in game with the the new clock rules. Well, one it, they say they say that the longer timeouts are, are not you know really I don't know it seems like it's way longer now than it ever has been. Maybe that's just because the clock's going faster. I think for us you know for us uh, what it does affect I think is um, your specific situational calls when maybe you know it's a third down or it's a it's a red zone or goal line. And, you know, you're taking, hey, should we take a timeout? What's the, what's the best play call here? When that clock being snapped is quicker and it going, you got to be on that a little bit quicker than you normally would. And then also, I think what happens is you get into the second half with that clock running, you start starting counting, hey, how many possessions am I going to have left the way this clock's moving? And so I do think it's changed a little bit from a thought process. You start thinking more about, do I need to, do I need to fake something here? Do I need to try to gain a possession back, you know, somehow from there because you, because it is, seems to be moving obviously faster from that standpoint. I, I can't wait to see all the data and analytics from it eventually. But uh, it doesn't affect us from a standpoint of we, we like to use the clock. Obviously, time of possession, we're one of the few teams that care about that. But I do think from a, from a head coach perspective and a key situational deal, it has made it a little bit more, uh, I'll use the word, challenging. The great Jamie Chadwell joining. Brian Hartman's got something for you, Coach. Go ahead, Brian. Coach. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, as he's known, went out to Colorado, took a new, I guess, a new job there, and let 70, I think it was something like 70-something players go, said, uh, we're going to replace every one of you, and then had to go scramble through the portal to get a team, and then that team took off for a couple weeks. Can you ever imagine taking the job somewhere and just letting the whole football team go? And what's your take on Coach Sanders from afar? And what he's done so far, and how he's the route he's taken to get to where he is. Yeah, you know, uh, 
I don't know. If, I mean, people leave, you know, when you get teams. Sometimes they're not as good. And, you know, and, and what I mean by that, some players just maybe can't play at that level. I get that. 70s a lot. You know, 70s a lot. I, I don't know if, I would, if I've ever, in you know, this is my whatever job number this is, I think, as a head coach. Uh, we've lost players. I don't know if I've ever lost 70 and said, hey, you know, you're not coming back. So that is a huge number. But obviously, from a from a outsider looking in, we don't know what he inherited either. His job is to win at, currently at the pack. 12, 10, 2, whatever they got left, the pack, you know, and then he's going in. So his job is to get the best talent from that standpoint. Our rules allow that. And so whether you like it or not, he is playing within those rules. Would I would I have done it that way? Probably not. I, I, I wouldn't have done that that way. But he's playing within the rules, and he was hired to do that. And so uh, I think he's brought, you know, from outside in, I'm not had, I've watched, I got a chance to watch a few minutes of, uh, I think, his first game or second game maybe versus Nebraska. And so one thing I will say, he has brought a lot of attention uh, to college football. Maybe more people are watching it and seeing it because of him. Uh, I do think his heart's in the right place uh, from a standpoint. I do think he cares. Again, I don't know him at all. It seems he does care about uh, you know people and, and helping them uh, use football, allow football to, 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 to build a foundation for their life. So I, I do think there's a lot of positives there. Um, you know, what I go about it the same way he does know, you know, but that's his personality. I'm, I'm from a different, from different standpoint from there. But, um, I think, I think before you try to judge or, or say, why is this person doing this way? You got to know the situations they, they go into and they inherit it. And they're all different. Uh, but, uh, I do think he has brought obviously more people watching and learning more about it. Uh, and there's good and bad that comes with that. But, uh, you know, so far, um, you know, I, I mean, they inherited a bad team, and he's won, won what two, three games already, and they and and so he's obviously doubled up what they won or tripled what they won last year. So he's obviously doing a nice job in what he's doing. Hey, Jamie, our best to you. I always give you an opportunity to shout some people out when you talk to the folks here in East Tennessee on the show of record. So, anybody you'd like to say hello to, and I, I greatly appreciate you giving us a few minutes today. Well, I appreciate you you getting me on. Obviously, I want to say hi to my mom and dad up there in uh, Caraville, Tennessee, and, and my brother Jonathan and the Anderson County Mavericks. They got it got back going again here, so hopefully they'll make a, another run to that state championship. You're my man. Hey, continued success to you. And, uh, hey, keep rolling it up on offense. It is so freaking fun to follow you guys. Well, I appreciate it. We're going, it's going to be a little bit more hard, uh, challenging. We're playing some better defenses, but uh, if Caden keeps Oh, stop it. Don't hey don't don't Lou Holtz coach speak me. Come on now. Are you going are you going to round day me and get go after me? <laughs> May, maybe maybe. Right. Hey hey hey. That'll, that'll be Jamie. that'll be our next phone call then. Good talking to you, Jamie. Thanks, man. All right, bye bye. That's awesome, Jamie Chadwell. One more time. That is great. Hour two, ladies and germs. We are live today at Performance Medicine. Hour two on the radio. The great doctor here has got a. Uh, uh, doctor Rogers was telling me off the off the off the uh, air here a second ago. He's got a great story about sneaking into a show back in the day. Let's do all that. As I remind you, we are here uh, at off Kingston Pike. Come out and see us, West Knoxville. We are. I guess the the easiest way to tell you is we're caddy corner to where uh, Calhoun's Pellissippi Parkway Kingston Pike is. Um, and, boy, it smells great out here. Wow. And it's such a great place to be, this all-new location they have. Uh, 865-200-5402 if you want to visit with us. And we continue with more after this. 
This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello. My name is Connor Mims. My wife, Bradley, and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder, and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com, and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. 
Don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take five is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take five is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take five, the stay in your car 10 minute oil change. They're faster than you think. The NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Field working their way off of turn number four. Green flag in the air. Round of eight continues at Talladega Super Speedway. Into the wall and then gets clobbered by Dean Thompson at the exit of turn number four. Who will join Corey Heim in the championship four? Corey Heim, he punches his ticket to the Phoenix Championship. It's the Love's RV Stop 250. Saturday, September 30th at 11.30 a.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Performance medicine where we bay bow your head when you say thy name of the great Dr. Rogers who will join me. We're going to take some calls and mix it up. and I'm also going to keep him on here for the fun and frivolity and have some fun. All right, Dr. Rogers. First of all, thank you for having us here. And, and you heard our conversation uh last hour about talking yourself into things and that guy that talked him talked his way onto the field as a 24 year old and led the vols out the night they won the national championship how great of a story is that that's just an incredible story never heard it that's no. just amazing that's gutsy chris lowe found it found the guy downloaded him the whole deal so kadoos to chris lowe for uh, getting the story there you have a story similar to this. We'll get into performance medicine and what you do, but we're going we're gonna to keep with the topic here, and then we'll go to the phones. I was trying to think. There's a, I guess the first time I talked myself into yeah. something that I couldn't afford yes. was a freshman at UT in 1973 when Elton John came to Stokely. Boom. And I, I did not have the money to go to the concert, so I kind of talked, snuck my way into that concert. The Madman Across the Water Tour. Remember that? El- You're not that old. Well, I'm not I'm way that old, older than you are. But I love Elton John, and that is so next level. When you look at, and I hate how they just take venues and tear them down. I wish they could have figured out a way to keep Stokely there. I realize we need parking space and this and that. But if you think about all the great acts that played and the heritage that place had as a concert hall, and music sounded pretty good in there compared they, to Thompson Bowling Arena. No offense to Thompson better. Bowling Arena, but it sounded a lot better in that arena than it does TBA. David Bowie came in Whoa! a month later after Elton John did. And I've heard a lot of good acts in there, and it's just different. It's it's more intimate than yeah. Thompson Bowling. I just got back from the Eagles at Thompson Bowling, and that yeah. was a fantastic concert. But I also talked my way into a U2 concert at Madison Square Garden. Now tell me about that, MSG. Um, I was at a medical conference. This was probably 20 years ago. Okay. Walking down the street at night, and there's you 2 playing. So that was kind of a situation where I, I actually scalped a ticket and just went right in, had great seats for like 100 bucks. U2. That was one of, my, this, one of the best concerts I've ever seen. Um, it's like a... Um Literally, when you catch those guys on a good night, it's like going to church, they say. Yep, I agree. Spiritual yep. experience, seeing you two live. 
the only other time I acted like I was somewhere I wasn't supposed to be was yes. I got in the Coca-Cola box at the Brave Stadium. See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. You have no business being there. So no. how did you do it? You no. just blend in? Well, i just taken some medical yeah. boards in Atlanta yeah. and wanted to go to a Braves game. That's when they were pretty good. Right. So I was taking the bus to the stadium. And this so guy. you're a kid. You're medical boards. Well, I was just finished medical school. Okay, yeah. So I got on the bus and wanted to go to a Braves game. Right. And it was an afternoon game, so I figured I could get in. Yeah. And there was a guy on the bus that was scalping tickets and he he said that you know these are great seats he, he'd obviously stole the ticket but it was just five dollars he said these are box seats and I, I just couldn't believe it about five dollars i bought it so i go to the stadium and hand them the ticket and an usher comes up and said we need to escort you to the box so they took me up an elevator into this primo box right beside Skip Carey's box. <laughs> That's and we had all the free food. That's hilarious. And it's right on the, you know, the, it was right on the home And did you line. say to them, I don't belong here? Well, I no. knew I didn't belong there. But, but you that, didn't say. Well, I was the only person in the box until the third inning. Then these two guys in suits come in. It turns out it was a Coca-Cola box. They asked me what I was did doing in there. Did they pull the plug on you, or did, well, did they, they, they let you no, stay? They, they asked me what I was doing yeah. in there, and I go, well, I told them the story. I bought this ticket. Yeah, this I don't the know. Bus, right. And I'm sorry. I, I obviously, know. I'm not supposed to be here. But they said, no, let's, you can See, come join cool. us. So that's they, what it's about. It was great. It was when Keith time. Richards said to my buddy, hey, look, if you had the guts to do what you do to get in here, I'm going to buy you a beer, basically. And sat there and hung out with him. That's amazing. That is but amazing. the guy that got on the field for the Vols, his decision was, if you read Chris Lowe's story at ESPN today, do I risk getting arrested and missing the national championship game in jail? I've flown all the way out here. He's got something that I don't think even I have in me. I would have never have pushed it that far. Because he's going to no go way. to jail. Yep. He's yep. going to miss the national championship game. That was an amazing story. You know, it's just like that Leonardo DiCaprio movie where he yeah. pretended to be these different yeah. things, like a doctor, a lawyer, yeah. a pilot. Yeah. And I guess you could fake your way into almost anything. There are people that do that in real life. Yeah. There's people that have, yeah. There's some politicians probably up there in Washington who have no idea what they're doing. Well, how about this? There are some talk show hosts that shouldn't be behind a microphone. Let's go to the phones. <laughs> and let's get Watts Bar Terry in here. And then Alan, then Parker, as the Dr. Rogers is joining today, we're at Performance Medicine, their brand new West Knoxville location, and uh, Watts Bar, Terry, welcome in. How you doing? Hey, Watts Bar, always good to hear your voice, buddy. You too. Hey, I, I don't want to blow this game out of proportion here, but I kind of feel like we're going to see what we really have in Heupel this weekend. You know, if you think back to when Pruitt beat Auburn in 2018, we, we all thought we finally had a football coach. And I'm really hopeful that Florida was just kind of a setback, minor setback, and we're heading yeah. down a better path. But what do you think about that? I mean, I don't I, with Shane Beamer and all that he stands for, I mean, I think this is a huge game. Well, from a Tennessee perspective, if the Vols lose this game as a double-digit favorite in their building, uh, 
and not a catastrophic loss, but it'll certainly be a wounding loss to Josh Heupel's program. And, you know, so much of this SEC existence for these head coaches is week to week. But you're right, Terry. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, I don't trust that number in terms of Tennessee covering it. Then again, I could see Tennessee blowing that team out. But they haven't really played consistently enough to blow anybody out this year. Um, the way that they should anyway. I know the numbers after games say, oh, well, Saturday's game was one-sided, but we all watched it. Um, if they don't start fast Saturday night, this Rattler guy has the ability to do a Houdini act in there and just play run away from us and get the ball downfield. I mean, Terry, do you trust our secondary in, the, in that game Absolutely Saturday? Not. No. We're going to have to score. And that's what that's why you know I, I love Heifel to death, and, and I love him personally, and I think he's perfect fit. But I think if we don't click on offense, then we've got I think a more serious issue here than just uh, not clicking at that point. You know, if you if you come in with all this with all this uh, that matters for this game, and you don't click, then. I don't think that's a, a quarterback's fault or, or receiver's fault. I, I think we're starting to see, hopefully not, but I think we're starting to see a bigger issue at play. Well, and but, what'll, be, what'll be interesting is if that comes to pass, right, and they struggle on offense Saturday night, how do they respond? Um, what do they do? What adjustments do they make? What adjustments does he make? Because I'm going to tell you something with, I do believe Cooper Mays is back Saturday. I, I think that's going to happen. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I think that's going to happen. And if he is, this is a team they could run the ball on. They really don't even have to rely on Joe Milton in this game. They really don't. They can run on this team. I'd be curious to see if they do that and just take um, take the pressure off Joe. I think they definitely will. That's what they kind of did the whole Florida game, but um, we'll see. I just I'm not going to be able to take old Shane Beamer over there peacocking if they start start. Oh man, be that'll bad. be too much to take if that happens. At that place may may burn down. Hey, uh, uh, not as good as the national championship, but my cousin, yeah. second cousin, did. He made a fake uh, name tag, put it around his neck. He was in middle school, made a fake uh, fake name tag, and ran through the tee. And sat out there on the bench for the whole one of the whole quarters. I think it was the what? first quarter. Yeah, what? we were all behind him. You know, that was before they ruined everybody's lives and changed you and T up over there. But we were down there giggling and egging him on, and he he scooted over next to the lineman. They were all sitting there, and he he got a water bottle, started drinking out of the water bottle, and sat right next to. <laughs> I forget who the O, o- lineman was, but. What, what year would that have been, Terry? What Terry? What year would that have been? It was in it was in the late nineties. I don't think it was yep. ninety eight. It might have been early two thousand. But he was he was in middle school. Uh, you know, he, here's the reality he for Terry. For young people listening to us now, and Doctor Rogers, the the reality is we grew up in a world when we were coming up that it was a lot easier to sneak into things, and now since nine eleven. With everything on just total lockdown, everybody has a camera. You know, you just can't do the things that we did as kids. You can't get away with the things we got away with. You just can't. 
No. Well, hey, I'll let you run last thing. Thank you, brother. Uh, that will be for uh, the Yukon, uh, the Yukon game um, in early November. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, I'm always here for you. I got two and double P. If if you get anything better, I'd be happy to trade you out there. Thank Thank you. <laughs> what's, more Terry, what's more Terry leaning into it? Um, what a heel. I don't know, Dr. Rogers, we do this uh, tailgate for the kids every year. Amachi, our friends at Amachi, uh, they mentor children of parents, either one or both are incarcerated. And they pour themselves into these kids and just try to impact life one life at a time, you know. That is wonderful. But Watts Bar Terry several years ago, thank you, friend of his, no, thank them, um, we do that annually, though, and try to give them a very special day where we look them in the eye and tell them, you know, we love them, appreciate them, and all those mentors and those great volunteers in that organization as well, and just give them a day. So Watts Bar Terry several years ago, the story went, this actually happened, was supposed to deliver me tickets in D for these kids, really choice seats for mentors but by the time he got to me he gave me four tickets and double p and he he made he made himself a little trade so that's what he was referencing he he double pd that's a little different yeah he's he leaned into that though today on the program so let's get um let's get alan in here who's up next with us and we're talking about the gentleman that talked his way Onto the field for the national championship game, which is really incredible. I mean, I got to say that's, but I'm sure other people have great stories along those lines. And then we're talking about the football game on Saturday and what awaits us here. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, Tony, first time caller. Thank uh, you. The uh, in 1984 at Memorial Coliseum, they had SEC men's basketball tournament. So a friend and I, we live about 50 miles east of Nashville. And uh, so we noticed as we went out to concession stand, we noticed they had a coach's lounge on the door with a security guard in front of it with his badge on. He looked real official. And uh, so I told my friend, I said, we've got to get in that coach's lounge and see what's going on. So, over next to where they were selling Cokes, they had like a oversized wheelbarrow, plastic filled with sacks of ice, you know, for the concession stand. So I said, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to grab one of these sacks of ice, and we're going to walk through that door. And he was a little skittish, but I, I felt confident we could do it. So we put the sack, 50-pound sacks of ice on our shoulder, and we walked up to the guard. The guard opened the door to the coach's lounge, and when we got inside, the people that were serving the coaches, they were sitting down at the tables. They had a big screen TV. They said, where have y'all been? We've been needing this ice. So once we got in the door in the coaches' lounge, we just sort of blended in. They had all the food you could think, goo-goo candy bars. Now, now where Now where was this again? Where, where was this again? Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt <laughs> uh, SEC tournament. 
That is wonderful, man. Yeah, they had fried fish, goo-goo candy bars, whatever you wanted to drink, not alcohol. Yes, yes. And uh, I remember seeing C.M. Newton. At that time, he he must have just uh, retired or quit. I remember he might... I don't remember what year he went as athletic director of Kentucky, but this would have been 84, so Wimp Sanderson would have been the coach at that time. And uh, But anyway, we got in there. They never, no, no security inside. They never asked us to leave. We stayed there until we were ready to go back to Tennessee game. But uh, one, one other tale, the same character and I, where I think well, I think this happened at Birmingham, Alabama. What year, Reggie? Were we still playing at Alabama at Birmingham when Reggie White played? That's hey, a I'll tell you. Well, it is a hard question, but, but, but anyway, I, I think it's at Birmingham. So back then, yeah, they we we took um, after the game we beat them, and after the game we. We got gathered around the dressing room, and, and, and the scribes were all out there with their papers getting ready to write stories. So we borrowed paper from one of the scribes, and we walked right in there and talked to Reggie White. And I said, Reggie, do you have uh, any kind of uh, momentum? I've I got a young boy at home. I need to take him something. He said, he looked around and said, no. He said, wait a minute. He pulled off his sweaty, wet T-shirt that he had under his pad and gave it to us. So we would go out the door with our orange and white shakers, and we had that T-shirt on the end of the orange and white shaker. And when I, I still got it today, my son has. So, uh, but anyway, that's the, that's the best two I could come up I with. I so. love you. I hope you'll call again. Uh, I'm going to give away, and I want you to keep listening, because I'm going to give away $50 gift card. Uh, to our friends at Alumni Hall, because anybody like you, you are uh, going to the top of the list uh, on our stories. I, I love. Hey, listen, you, man, I, I, you got the guts, man. You got when you got the guts like that to go into somebody's locker room and you don't belong there, brother. You got my vote, man. If you ran for office, you'd get my vote. I'm telling you. I'm not as uh, fluid as the, your doctor, but I am a pharmacist. So I am. There is some professionalism in me, but but also there's a boy in me at 75. Exactly. Hey, you got. Hey, listen, Thank listen. You. Yeah, Thank you, you brother. Sure. Thank you, brother. Here's the thing. Yes, sir. A, a youthful. In fact, Brian, put him on hold. I'm gonna send that card out to him, and then we'll give another one away. But get his information. 75 years old. Here's the thing about spirit. And this is, you, this is something that you preach, Dr. Rogers, is that you always say, we're all going to age. But how are you going to age? Exactly. Exactly. Right? I love the fact that that pharmacist was just talking about there's the boy in him. And that's yes. what I'm trying to do in my practice is bring the boy and the girl back. Amen, brother. You know, instead of having you age and feel brittle and right. look brittle. And right. That's what my whole practice is really about. Right. Because... Um, you want to feel like you did when you were a kid. Why not? You know, I mean, I was playing music last night, you know, and I'm sniffling out here. The ragweed or whatever's in the air is just killing me right now. It's a seasonal thing, spring, summer, or spring in the fall, but whatever's out there. And last night I was playing, and I was noticing, right, 
my hands were hurting a little bit. My hands never hurt when I play music. But when you have something in your body like that, like you're inflamed. You're inflamed. That's what's going on. And the inflammation causes all disease. I always check inflammatory markers on all my patients and try to get the inflammation out of them. They won't come down with all these autoimmune diseases. Look at my calluses. You've really been playing. I've been playing a lot. You've been going for it. I took that Beatles songbook you sent to me. And yeah. I've got Blackbird down road. Nice, now. man. Do you have your Blackbird. guitar with you today? No, no. I wish oh. I did. I'd play Blackbird. I feel that good about we it. We played last night. I, I would love to have had you come sit in and play a few tunes with us. We well, played over at Alley Ray's uh, last night, and then tomorrow night we're playing down in the old city. But I, I would love to... Um, I would love to have you come. I'd love to come pick with I'm you. I'm not on your point. level, but uh, oh, stop! I love Holland Oats. That's my favorite group. Picking on me. <laughs> um, back to the phones we go. If you want to get in the hunting in the mix with us, in honor of the gentleman that snuck into uh, the Fiesta Bowl, which I just can't comprehend that. But here's the thing: you know, people have snuck into Super Bowls. You know people have gotten backstage at events. I'm just a big believer that if you act like you belong there, you belong there. I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm not that gutsy, but... No, you've got to be gutsy. You have to be You gutsy. have to be really something to... Because Fulmer, the way Fulmer told that story to Chris Lowe, he's like, that guy didn't belong there, but I remember him being there. And he thought to himself, you know, the 20-something-year-old kid in that tuxedo... And he looks just like a young kid. I mean, he doesn't look like. So he kind of blended in with uh, he could be member of the student body. Maybe he's the president or maybe he collected the most Campbell soup labels like we used to back in Catholic, uh, Catholic school. You got to do things. They always had us on the uh, in Catholic school back in the day. They always had us like looking back on it now. They always had us selling something, collecting something like we were. We were their army on the streets, but uh, looking back, anyway. Back to the phones we go. Let's get our uh, next call in. Parker, welcome in. Live at Performance Medicine. Hey, Tony. It's Parker from Morristown, man. Good to hear hey, you. Hey, Parker. Good talk to you, brother. Man, I, I, I've got a good story. I don't know if it's good as the, the gentleman who stuck in the Vandy's coach, but uh, I, I got on the Neyland Stadium field during a game, and I was no means supposed to be on that field. How do we do it? Okay, so I was a junior in high school. This was Butch Jones' first season, all right, first game. A little trivia. Does anybody know who the first game of his first season was against? First game of his first season, Matt, Matt Dixon does. Go ahead, Matt Dixon. Who was Butch Jones' first game, first season? Uh, was that UT Martin? It was. Austin P. Austin, Austin P. P. Okay. Wow. Who did nothing win for the Vols? But, hey, Matt, hey, Matt if you would have gotten that, if you would have gotten that, Matt, it would have been degenerate alert. Well, I don't know what our degenerate alert is, but we would have had it. But go ahead. I'm sorry, Parker. Well, the way I got on the field is better than the game, obviously, because it's a, it's a Butch Jones game. But anyway, um, I, at one time, I, I thought I wanted to go and follow you, your, your ranks and do broadcast journalism or just journalism in general. So me and my best friend, Turner, uh, we went to Morristown West High School. The name of the newspaper, Tony, was the West Side Story. Pretty clever, right? I'm down for that. I love that. Follow, follow, 
of course, we get press passes, so we have to cover the high school football game. So we've been doing that all season. So my buddy and I thought, hey, let's take our West Side Story press passes and let's see, show them on the field of Neyland Stadium. Why not? It's Austin P. Tony, they led us onto the field with our high school journalism passes. Hey, high schoolers listening everywhere, the moral of that story is if you have the guts to ask for the order, you can get the order. We just showed them. We said, yeah, we're writing a story for our local newspaper. We're covering it, or for the high school paper. We're, we're covering it. And the lady, God bless her, she said, sure, come on. Boom! Holly, Holly Warwick's down the sideline. We get pictures with Holly Warwick. Apparently she was the biggest celebrity for that game. Uh, and we, just, we, just watched, we watched the game, Tony, I think for the first half, and then we actually had tickets, so we kind of got tired of it. And uh, My buddy's a good photographer. I think he got the picture from where our vantage point out, and he has it printed up uh, at his office at work. So you guys are two high school kids, and you're like, you know what? We're at this game. We're at this game, which is kind of good enough, but let's let's really go for it. Why don't we just really go for it here? I I, I was I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe they let us use our press passes from high school to get on the stadium. But that just shows you how slow the program was at that point, I guess. Thank you, Parker. You're the man, brother. Coach at the time. That is incredible, man. Incredible story. Back to high school, if you could. Um. Uh, that's a great question. Um, if I could go back, knowing what I know now. Yes. Sure, you would. If I could go back. Being as insecure and goofy and no, <laughs> no, my my mind was way out ahead of myself in uh, looking back in high school. Now, how about you? I would definitely go back. Uh, thinking back in those days, I really didn't have a care in the world. Right, it was much better back then than right. it is now for a kid. We didn't have any social media. No, oh gosh, no. It was like living the Beaver Cleaver days. Well, see, that's the other thing is is that I feel so sorry for kids, and you're a good person to talk to about. Hey, Parker, by the way, thanks for the call, man. And uh, what's going to happen Saturday? Are you a little worried, or you think it's a blowout? Oh, I think his call is done. Mm. Thank you, Parker. Great call. We've got you uh, entered into our uh, a drawing we'll do later on in the hour. Come on and share your story, or maybe next hour as we do a TLD Logistics Overdrive. Overtime, in honor of the young man that snuck on the field for the national championship game out in Tempe, Arizona. Chris Lowe wrote the story today over at ESPN.com. You were talking about going back to high school and how unhealthy, because my son was telling me when he was a pen, he woke up one day and he just said he deleted all the social media on his phone. He found himself... Uh, looking at it way too much, and he just wanted to try it. He wanted to say, he wanted to say, see what it would do to him. Could I, could I do it? Could I take everything off my phone and live? And what he told us is, he said, I found myself being so much more present in that city, seeing things I'd never seen, 
all the little things you walk by because you're on your phone every all the time. Yeah. And it's I'm guilty shame. of that. Me too. It's I'm just, guilty of that, man. It's it's really sad when you go to a restaurant and everybody's on their phones. Oh. They don't talk. They So you're, you, know. you treat people emotionally, physically. You're you're a big believer in the full full spirited treatment of someone. What what do you think the phone what kind of impact that do these things have on us, especially young people? What do you terrible, think? Terrible. Terrible. I mean it's a toxin. Just like sugar or bad food or no exercise, it's it's in there as one of the top toxins in the world is uh, social media and these phones that we carry around. No doubt, no doubt about it. Um, I think it's cruel. And kids are kids are so mean to each other too. That's the other thing. Like with the the whole social media aspect of everybody wants to fit in and kind of be loved and all that stuff or they want to be tough or they want you know whatever image you want to project and they bully each other with these you know kids are always going to bully each other it's just the way it is um but man the phone thing adds a totally new i didn't even think about that going back i definitely would not want to go back if you put a phone up no i think that's why we see so much uh adhd in kids yeah. we see so much i mean they're they're going backwards. They're not progressing. They're going backwards, and uh, they wouldn't know how to read a book, yeah, or have a conversation. Uh, it's just sad. It's really sad. I don't know. I, I think it's irreversible, though. What are they going? What are you going to do now about it? Well, what are you going to do? Right, which is kind of a scary thought. So, what's the advice for for parents listening with phones? Well, you should be in control of your kids. You know, not somebody else. Make sure they're hanging around good people, and don't let them have access to yeah. social media until they're at least 16 years old. What do you think Mariano thought that first night your son went home with his lovely daughter? Speaking of keeping good company. <laughs> lovely, man. I mean, I don't know. I hope she's so beautiful, right? She is twin sister. She is amazing. She's, she's a, twin, a twin, and she's just so nice, and you can tell she has good family and good folks, and. Yep. Um, they had to think to themselves. This just amazing. We're, you know, we're proud of Ben, and yeah, I'm sure they're proud of Amanda. I love Ben. It's just a wonderful couple, I think. Yep. We're going to come back on the other side. Uh, great Dr. Rogers. We're kicking it here. Performance Medicine's new location. It's absolutely outstanding. Uh, we are um, in here. What? Let's give a shout. Hey, by the way, shout out. To all these wonderful folks who have taken care of us today. Well, we've got the Gagley twins yes. that came from the Tri-Cities. I love them. And One of them signs our checks or writes our checks. So. <laughs> Thank you <laughs> to her. And we have um, uh, my wife, Jenny, who does all our social she's media. She's precious. She's, she knows what she's doing. Oh, you better believe it. She's wonderful. Um, she, um, she took me under wing today because when I first rolled up here, she said, where's the tent? And I said... Ben has it? And she said, no, Ben doesn't have a tent. I was fully prepared. She gets Dr. stuff Rogers. done. You were? Yeah, she got stuff done. Yeah, we've got a tent now. Yes. And, uh, we've got Montana over here on the left side. We've yes. got Robin. We've got April. We've got Jasmine. We've got a wonderful staff. It's this office. It's way bigger than our previous office. Yep. So we can do a lot more things. And, you know, our base, our basic premise at Performance Medicine, I'm an old-fashioned Yes, doctor. Yes, with the new, kind of a new age, look at longevity. Yeah, 
so I keep up with how you can stay young. Um, I just went to my 50th high school reunion last year. Oh, you look good. So um, I'm pretty old, but I still use paper charts. I don't like EMRs. I do not like the business of medicine with all the insurance companies, the big pharma. I'm kind of a blend between traditional and alternative. So we have time with patients. We don't have we, – there's no middleman here soaking up all the profits. So – if you come to see us, we're going to give you time. We're going to try to figure out why you're sick or why you feel tired or you hurt. Not here's here's another pill for it. Now I do prescribe medications when needed, but I'd rather find the cause of the problem. And when I know, first met you, and I was talking to yourself and Ben, and the one thing that spoke to me was because we're both in professions. Not that I'm, you know, I know what you're doing, but. I think this speaks to a lot of people because the corporatization of so many sectors of our society has swallowed them. Yep. Yep. And medicine's a great example. Yep. But the radio side, you know, in order for me to do like some of the things for the community that we do, you gotta go through a million hoops with some of these radio deals. Somebody owns you yep. in another seat, so you gotta get permission from seven people. My deal, somebody calls me or I see somebody and I feel like God wants me to do it. We jump right in there. I don't have to ask anybody. Plus, a program director would tell me, well, you can't have this guy on here who, you know, you guys are a supporter of mine. I can sit here and talk to you all day long, and I don't have to ask anybody if it's okay. My audience understands. Like, I've got folks here that are like my man Paul Noe, who's come out here today, um, Tanja and Steve Doty, who are here today, Tanja. Um, but... That's why what you guys do, you, you're zagging while everybody else is zigging, which I love. I love the fact that you're independent. You're yeah, your yeah, own boss. You're you doing. do what you want. The same I love thing what with you're me. doing. I, I love got, what you're doing. I got doing. away from corporate medicine I love 20 that. years ago. Yes. And I, I do what I think is right. Yes. For example, COVID. When COVID came along, I bet I treated 10,000 people for COVID. When all the other doctors could not treat it, because whether you're a hospitalist or you're in, you're in a big group, they wouldn't let you treat COVID. Hands they said, high. oh, there's nothing we can do. If you get sick, just go to the emergency room. If you get bad enough, they'll put you on a ventilator, and they'll kill you. So if you treat it early, and believe me, there's ways to treat COVID. We're still yeah. treating it. It's still out there. But that kind of set me apart, really. And the only reason I could do it is because you're on your own. I'm on, I make my own decisions, yeah. and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit by and not treat somebody. So we're um, going to take a brief Terrell Owens. That's a T.O. Come back on the other side. If you want to jump in, I want some I want some uh, stories. Because, look, John Adams this morning was supposed to be down here. And we were going to do the full, you know, shooting match. And I was thinking, what else are we going to do uh, in terms of other, other things to go to? But I'm going to jump Matt Dixon here on the other side because he wrote a couple of interesting things in his uh, Snooze Notes and Snuggets. Uh, his uh, Dixon distilled piece that he had on Tennessee's uh, the, the look back over the weekend, but particularly as it relates to Joe Milton. And then I want to get Matt's thoughts on what yesterday Watson Brown had to say about the reasons why they're not playing Nico and they're really playing Joe Milton, the reasons why they're doing what they're Tennessee's never going to come out and say what Watson Brown said yesterday. So it's all ahead. 
It's all in this mixed bag. We're live today at Performance Medicine. It's a Thursday. Race fans, race fans. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard 
and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! This is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Save-A-Lot Food serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. I got our favorite grocer on the line, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. It's a nice day out there. It's not too hot, but uh, I know the deals are hot at Foodland. Oh, yeah. They're great here at Foodland. This week, we actually have two different sales going on. The one that runs all through the week includes T-bone steaks, four ninety nine a pound, whole boneless pork loins, two thirty nine a pound, iceberg lettuce, two for three, Heinz ketchup, two for six, Heinz mustard, two for five. But we also have a $5 Friday sale happening only Friday, and that includes ribeye steaks, $5 each, DiGiorno frozen pizzas, $5 each, and 15-pound bag of potatoes, $5 each. Wow, great deals right there. And like you said, you can get the Friday only, or you can get the whole week going there. So again, you guys are located right there in West 7th. You're open seven days a week, 7 a.m. till 9 p.m. Very convenient. Miles, thank you as always. Uh, You got some great deals. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. TB back with you. It's absolutely outstanding. All right, Matt Dixon. Then we'll go back to the phones, and we're going to do a TLD Logistics Overdrive, Overtime, as we're live today, Performance Medicine, where we be. I want to thank all the folks that have come out. It's a beautiful thing. I will say, um, Matt Dixon, yesterday, Watson Brown Wednesdays with Watson, which I know you're a fan of that segment. He kind of takes us under wings. Watson Brown said that uh, the reason Tennessee is playing Joe Milton as much as they are is he's a veteran guy who's played very little football, and they're still trying to invest in this team right now, and... They're going to continue to do this. Whether the fans like it or not, this is the way it's going to be uh, till they lose some games, at which point, whatever, whatever. What do you think, Matt, of that answer? Do you buy that? Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's exactly what's going on. Um, you know, Milton's played just good enough uh, to, to kind of keep his job, maybe a little bit better than that. That's probably unfair. Um and I, I just think with, with with what your offensive line is right now, you can't put Nico out there. And I think that was one of my big points that coming out of that Florida game was you just you can't afford to do that. And now you're at the point in the season where, you know, basically your next what four or five games are all, you know, 
games that should theoretically be close. Um, and, and you're probably not going to have an opportunity to play Nico in those games. So you've got to go forward with, with Milton and, and hope you can develop some chemistry with guys, um, with the receivers, um, especially, you know, cause we, you know, we've talked about it. it. It usually takes this offense about three or four games before they finally start clicking, whether it's defining roles for guys or, or getting just having team chemistry. So I, I think there's, I mean, I, I think Watson's spot on with that. The other piece is, Matt, and you, you were talking about this before, boy, people really focus on the throws that Milton misses. And, and I guess it goes back to that beginning of the first time he was quarterback and he was overthrowing everybody. He's not throwing the ball out of area codes anymore. He hardly ever does that. But he's still tagged as the guy that misses every throw when the truth is the connection rate on those – I mean, Watson meant to say yesterday that you're only going to hit like 25, 30% of those. 75% of those are going to be you're not going to hit. You're just not in a college football game. You're just not. Yeah, the, especially the deep shots like, like Tennessee throws that are like 40 and 50 yards downfield. Um, I mean, unless a guy's just running wide open, which granted Jalen Hyatt was a lot last year. I mean, those are just not high percentage throws, but – you throw them enough, you know, a, a, you know, two or three of those every quarter. Uh, you hope to hit, you know, one, you know, one or two of them um, that keeps the defense honest, and and that's that's really the goal. But no, Milton's putting them; he's at least putting them in play to where a receiver can, has a chance to make a play at it. Um, you know, there's been a few that have been nice defensive plays. Uh, others, you know, maybe a receiver, you know, it just didn't get there. Maybe, you know, maybe a receiver was being held at the line and it held him up two steps. And that way it looks like an overthrow. I mean, I think that's very possible as well because we've talked about the, the pass interference is just not being called this well, year. So there's a, there's a lot a lot of little details that go into to why a, a play doesn't work. And ultimately, it, it usually falls on the quarterback uh, in most fans' eyes. The other thing that Watson taught me last couple of weeks that he said that I think bears repeating is those receivers last year – took to this offense like a duck to water they just knew and understood what they were doing and the way he explains what Tennessee does is he compares it to the old run and shoot offense that they asked of receivers which it's funny he would say that because I was thinking about the old USFL days when Jim Kelly was there and that is what Tennessee's offense looked like at times last year they would they would just he would drop back in that old Astrodome and it was bombs away and he had receivers running wide, wide open, just like Tennessee had uh, last season. Watson's point is that they give vertical options to these wide receivers where they've got to read DBs, and he doesn't think our guys are doing that as well as last year's group did. And I think that's another um, – I think that's another thing to, that we need to consider as the season unfolds, especially as we continue to play better competition. The fact that these guys just, as a wide receiving crew, or, or, or as a wide receiving core, they're not helping that quarterback. And I'm not here to like pick up for Joe Milton. I, I don't think Joe Milton's very good. I mean, I've said that. I think he's an okay college quarterback. But he's certainly not a superstar like people want to pretend he is. But our receiving core, in, and this is Watson now, and I'm asking you, Matt, do you buy that? 
that they're not picking up the mental side of those vertical options the way our, our group did last year? Uh, yeah, I, I think I think that's probably the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not going to argue with Watson on it. Um, he knows he's forgotten a lot more than I'll ever know. So, no, I, I think that's the case. And I, I also think that defenses, now that they've seen Tennessee's offense for two years, can kind of dictate what Tennessee does, whether it's having the light box and basically forcing Tennessee to run the ball because a lot of a lot of what they do at the line, the quarterbacks read, is, is based on just kind of a numbers game. Um, and I do think teams can kind of take some of that stuff away uh, by how they scheme Tennessee. So, But, no, I think Watson's spot on with I mean, there, there's been a, a, a bigger drop-off at receiver than I think we all anticipated. And that uh, fact, and then coupled that with the, the drop-off in quarterback play, which I think we all expected. And that might be a little bit more than than what it what it we expected too, but I think both of those combined has, has really kind of hurt hurt the passing game a lot.